Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. On the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified, and on the third day rise again? Then they remembered his words, and returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home, amazed at what had happened. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Christ. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. The women come to the tomb expecting to find Jesus' body. But when they get there, they find that the stone which had covered the entrance to the tomb has been rolled away. They're perplexed, Luke tells us. Then suddenly, two men in dazzling clothes appear beside them, and the women are, understandably, terrified. These two luminous men tell the women that Jesus has been raised from the dead, and the women go and tell the other disciples what they have seen and heard. But the other disciples do not believe them. First puzzlement then terror, then disbelief. This is the story that Luke's gospel tells us of that first Easter morning. In fact, if we read the accounts of the resurrection in all of the gospels, we will discover that no one in any of the gospel accounts expects the resurrection. And it's no wonder As one author puts it, if the dead don't don't stay dead, what can you count on? If the dead don't stay dead, what can you count on? What can we count on? That's a question that goes to the heart of the meaning of Easter. What does the death and resurrection of Jesus tell us about what we can count on in this world in this life. Is the message of Easter like that song by Bobby McFerrin, Don't Worry, Be Happy? According to biblical scholar N.T. Wright, that's what many people think, that Easter is basically a happy ending after the horror scene of Good Friday. 
If they think of Good Friday at all, they say to themselves, oh, that's all right, he came back to life, so everything's okay. But that's the fairy tale version of Easter. No one who has walked alongside Jesus this past Holy Week, when he was, he was betrayed and denied by his best friends, mocked, spat upon, and flogged, and suffered the most excruciating death, no one would easily resonate with an Easter message that blithely said, it's okay, everything will be all right. No one who has ever in their own life suffered betrayals, shaming, profound grief, and suffering would believe that message. But if the message of Easter is not a glib and simplistic, everything will be all right, what does, what does Easter tell us about what we can count on in this world, in this life? Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday tell us very clearly that one thing we can count on is that there will be suffering in this world. Easter does not come without Jesus first being betrayed, abandoned, denied, humiliated, and crucified. He does not avoid suffering and death, and neither can we. In his farewell message to his disciples the night before he is crucified, Jesus tells them, in this world, you will have suffering. But then he quickly adds, yet take heart, I have overcome the world. It is a reference back to the first chapter of John's Gospel where we are told, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it. Christ is the light that overcomes this world's darkness. We can count on suffering in this life. We can count on darkness. But we can also count on the fact that darkness and suffering do not overcome God's light, life, and love. We will see this graphically depicted next Sunday when our gospel will tell us that the resurrected Jesus, who has overcome death, nonetheless still bears the marks of the nails in his hands and the spear wound in his side. Darkness and suffering are not eliminated. They are incorporated into and transformed by a greater light, life, and love. On Good Friday, I quoted N.T. Wright, who wrote, as you look at the incarnate Son of God dying on the cross, the most powerful thought you should think is, this is the true meaning of who God is. He is the God of self-giving love. And it is this very self-giving, self-emptying love that death and darkness cannot overcome. Amazingly, the one who is doing the self-giving, the self-emptying, 
is the very one whom John at the beginning of his gospel calls the word made flesh. The one who is doing the self-giving, the self-emptying, is the same one through whom the universe was created. There's a quote attributed to Albert Einstein which says, the most important question you can ever ask is, is the universe a friendly place or not? Easter tells us that we can count on the fact that at its core, in its very DNA, the universe is a friendly place, a loving place, a redemptive place. For it was created and is sustained by a God who loved the world so much that he emptied himself into human flesh, emptied his life energy into healing and restoring people to wholeness, and then, loving us to the end, emptied his life on a cross in a final, outrageous, breathtaking act of total self-giving love. A love so powerful that darkness and suffering and death cannot overcome it. Easter is so much more than just a happy ending to a sad story. It is the very power of God's self-emptying love to transform our lives from darkness to light, from death into life. And we can count on that.